What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. Have you seen the new Flash Bus on Colesville Road? The new service between Burtonsville and downtown Silver Spring? With only 11 stops, trips every 15 minutes or less, all-day service, and a fare of only $1, the Flash is the most affordable and reliable option to connect you with the entire region. Shopping, entertainment, food, work, and school are just a few of the places that the Flash Bus can take you, all for only $1. Seniors, kids, and people with disabilities ride the Flash for free with Smart Trip. Learn more at ridetheflash.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mindful Rockstar Show, a podcast for music lovers who care about their mental health. I'm your host, Alicia, but you can call me Al. (laughs) On this show, I talk with independent artists about their music and what they do for their mental health. It's through music that we can have these vulnerable conversations and break down the stigma. All right, today we have a very special guest. I'm very pleased to be speaking with P. Flames. P-Flames is anything but your typical Omaha, Nebraska hip-hop performer and producer. From the tender age of five, he has been writing songs and performing, starting out in a music group he formed with his friends. Since then, he has opened up for big-name acts like Big Mike at South by Southwest, Digital Underground, Rashawn Ahmad and Chino XL, Nuts a Kid and Cuckoo Cow. His singles, Addictions, and If You Go featuring J-Rock have received regular airplay on Omaha's popular hip-hop and radio station, KOPW Power, 106.9 FM's Sunday Night Raw segment with Houston Alexander. He is known for his charisma and microphone prowess. Here is the creative genius, Justin Powell, a.k.a. Pete Flames. Woo! <laughs> Man, I haven't read that in a minute. I haven't read that in a minute. But yeah. Oh, man. It's <laughs> always weird talking about myself in that light. Like, I remember writing it or having it written for me, but it feels like such a lifetime ago. Yeah. In a, in a good way, in a good way. Like, just, mm. you know, like a lot of things have I don't know transpired like even just like the references I realize now are kind of older <laughs> you know because I probably should update that but <laughs> oh yeah oh well here um oh no you're good I'm just okay <laughs> I'm just I'm just riffing now I'm just talking so you're good no no worries just... well even digital underground uh with uh he passed last year mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of his name so some people shot G. Yeah, yeah, shot G. G. yeah yeah yeah, that was, oh man, I got, that was a good time. That was a good time. Like, I actually, we did the show with him at the venue. And then him and Money B both came back with us to a house party. Um, and we wanted to perform again at like this basement party and hanging out like seven, eight in the morning. It was just like a wow. great great experience man i got like a lot you know of insight just talking to him and you know just really vibing out 
and it was just weird because we, and we were in some like random dude's basement. I don't even know whose house it was that we were at. <laughs> <laughs> like we all got invited to this party, and then you know we're, you know, finishing up the show. We're you know talking, exchanging information, and you know I'm like, well, hey, we're about to go, you know, to this party, you know, over whatever, whatever. You know, y'all in town overnight? Or y'all taking off? And he's like, you know, we here, you know, for another day or so. So they literally followed us back to this dude's house. And, you know, we, like I said, we wound up kicking it like all night. But it was just totally so random, dope. totally random white dude. Like I still to this day, uh, eight, nine years later, couldn't tell you his name, but he had like a stage and stripper poles and all kinds of things <laughs> going on in his basement. <laughs> And you know we was just kicking it. We was just kicking it, but it was, it was a good time. It was a good time, man. Like I, you know, and then you know I got to meet one of my heroes at that point. So it was, mm. you know, and to get, I don't know, respect, mm. you know, like a mutual respect from, you know, somebody I looked up to was, yeah, you know, it was a big validation point. It really, you know, brought like a lot of. I don't know my seriousness about what I do, like to the forefront. Nice. You know, yeah. 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 To get that validation for someone you look up to, you know, Mm -hmm. to, that encourages you to keep growing, you know, and your approach and to keep taking it seriously and knowing that, you know, you can, you can keep doing this and make a living and make it your life. Right. Right. Yeah. Being able to, you know, see that firsthand. Cause it's one thing, you know, to, dream about it and think about it but to actually you know kind of be in the room with people who are doing what it is you're trying to do and Mm -hmm. you know having them you know respect what you're doing and like to work that that's a big deal especially like here because i'm in omaha nebraska yeah um and you know at that point there wasn't like a lot of people from here making noise like everybody there was like local you know, we had local celebrities, you know, local people, but, you know, it wasn't like people really out there making noise in a major way, you know, outside the city, outside the region. Yeah. Um, you know, so there was like really nothing to kind of bank your success meter on. Cause I'm like, oh, you know, cause I mean, we all here in town, you know, we all know each other or went to school together or we perform at the same venue. So, you know, we all, Maybe on different talent levels, but we all essentially on the same page. Yeah. You know, so like to, you know, to get that and kind of get to vibing with people, you know, who have elevated and, you know, whatnot. It was, it was like real, it was real cool. And knowing that you can make an impact, you know, where you are, that you don't have to move to LA, you know, or New York to really get in, you know, you can work your area. And mm-hmm. make a name for yourself there. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, you know, I say was well, in past tense, but like, I guess I look at it like I haven't performed since 2019. So I feel like everything that mm-hmm. I'm saying feels like I'm, you know, it's like I'm talking in past tense because, you know, COVID hit and, you know, venues started not existing. You know, life became different. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, we all kind of became reclusive, you know, yep. by necessity, by necessity, mm-hmm. you know, but 
Yeah. And some of us introverts like me, <laughs> we're, we're cool with it in the beginning. Like, all yeah. right, now I don't actually have to have a reason. Right. <laughs> Everybody knows it's COVID. You know, I could right, be, right. I could be in my room, I could be in my house. I'm a very much a homebody. <laughs> yeah. But how about you? You know, you well, before we got out, you were telling me about your kids and everything. How have you stayed? Yeah. Um, positive and encouraging for yourself your family and your kids during this time because this is a big change for them and for um, you yeah I think a lot of it is just making sure to take time to focus on me making concentrated efforts um to do things just you know to keep me mellow and to keep me with a you know within a sense of peace like I'm one thing that most people that know me know I never like I get stressed, I get worked up, but I'm never I never really lose my mellow. Most people just think I'm like high all the time or whatever, but I'm just really <laughs> you know, I'm really like just a chill person. Like I don't get too too worked up about anything. Like and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing sometimes. Um but like I just you know, I feel like life is meant to live, things are meant to flow. Like, you can't always control the narrative. You can't always control the situation. Yeah. And I came to terms with that at an early age. So, you know, in 95% of the situations, instead of getting worked up, instead of getting, you know, all whatever, you know, I look for another solution. Um, you know, but I will say, like, COVID, and the shutdowns and things kind of hit me a little bit different because I am such an extrovert. Like I like to be around people. Like I like to feed off the energy of people. Mm -hmm. I like talking to new people. I like, you know, whatever. And then not having that as an outlet, yeah. you know, it was kind of weird. Cause like, I'm a, like, I'm a hugger. Like I'm a you know, person. I want to get out there and I want to, feel people's energy we got an air hug virtual yeah. oh, hug definitely definitely <laughs> <laughs> but that is who i am that is who i am so it, it was weird you know to not have i guess that connection um of and course, like yeah. and like looking for me that was a start i guess that was like the middle of like a very long period to process um because back in like september uh, 2019 is when my mom passed away. Okay. Um, so I went from, you know, dealing with that. Cause you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a mama's boy. Always have been, you know, uh. always will be, you know, so that kind of hit me really hard. It was one of those things that we knew it was coming cause her health had been failing and, you know, going through these motions, but it's like, even when you know it's coming, you're not prepared for the impact. Yeah. You know, like there's still, you know, points to this day when something cool is happening, when something new is happening, that she would be the first person I would run to tell stuff. Like, she would have been the first person I told about even this here. You know what I mean? It would have been like, oh, wow. You know, like, this is, you know, this person wants to talk to me. They like what I'm doing, like, you know, whatever, whatever. Cause she, like, she was a big influence in my music. Like, she was a singer back when she was like a teenager, uh, early 20s. Um, oh. Didn't really pursue it much, but she always had the voice. Um, when I was like younger and first learning how to play um, instruments, I would actually 
be her piano player at church when she would do her solos and stuff like that. Oh, you know, wow. so it's always been, you know, this connection. So when that hit, you know, it kind of, you know, kind of put me in a different space. Yeah. You no, know? but it was also one of those, one of those things that like, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't stay in it long because, you know, I still had to, you know, maintain for my children. I still had to, yeah. you know, go through life. So it was one of those things that just as I was getting over my grieving period, the world shuts down. Yeah. You know, so like when I was finally ready to come outside of myself, you, you know, gotta go back in. Me, yeah. Um, so that was that was a different experience. Do you think that experience kind of helped you to approach, uh, to kind of set you up in a weird way, uh, for COVID, um, and, and dealing with that, like you had, uh, you already had a mindset, you mm. know, going in, dealing with yeah. that, that, that loss and that transition that kind of mentally might've made you stronger to kind of cope with this, this sudden change in the world and your life too, again. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think in a way it did because, you know, I feel like coming off of, what would have been like, you know, the biggest personal loss for me, um, dealing with everything else was just everything else. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be, you know, because I had already been kind of, you know, like I said, coming from that headspace, it was, like, okay, yeah, this sucks, but I know for a fact it could be worse. Definitely, yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, and I think that um, a lot of people kind of, I'm going to say many people um, <laughs> were able to see that. And I, I worded yeah. it that way because we still heard about people hoarding things at the beginning of the pandemic. And that was where people's focus was. It wasn't focused on health. Um, It was focused on Mm -hmm. things and trying to control what we can't control. And you're saying we can't control anything. We got to just flow in it. We got to just be and just go with things, you know? And I like Mm -hmm. how you were saying before that you're a level-headed person. I (laughs) would like to be more of a level-headed person. I am working on that. My emotions will come and kind of take over sometimes. I'll be honest about that. (laughs) (laughs) People think I'm this, this, this nice disposition that I have. Um, but Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, I love that you're, you know, um, that that's who you are and you're not shy about it. You don't apologize for it. And I think that definitely embracing that, continuing that, sharing that with your kids, sharing that with everyone you can through your music, um, being, being mindful, you know, and being able to control ourselves in that way is such a power. Um, and I, I definitely see that and I recognize that. I love that. And it's your joy to talk to We've been talking. (laughs) long before we got on here and i could talk to you all day because you have this um just this calm awesome spirit about you so likewise it's it's really great like like, it's just it's one like i love you know i'm a lover of life i'm a lover of things you know like i like you know life is all about experiences Mm -hmm. you know whether they're good or bad and a lot of them you know are 
beyond our control. So I just try to make the most out of whatever experience I get. You know, like, cause like, unless something traumatic happens, I'm not going to keep moving. And I don't want to make a decision today, you know, cause I'm in an emotion that's going to cost me tomorrow. Yeah. So I just, you know, I just roll with it. I just roll with it. Yeah. You're very, very careful about what you say, what you do, you know, knowing the impact that it could have on people and yourself. Yeah. yeah yeah you got to you got to yeah um with that being said uh you know with everyone has been as a whole kind of experiencing loss and things like that for anyone who is fearful and is still um choosing to stay kind of stuck in within themselves and mm-hmm. and kind of um you know what would you say to those people to kind of encourage them and kind of speak to them to kind of um be more able to go with the flow and to kind of embrace things like what would be kind of something you would say um i mean uh, i think a lot of it is really going to be about finding that point within yourself you know to know that you're ready to i don't know move forward or do anything else because you can't really I don't know, you can't really progress or go forward unless you are truly ready to do that. Like, and that's in any aspect of life. It's whatever you're doing with, you have to be honest with yourself. Like it all starts, you know, within whether you're trying to, you know, grieve, whether you're trying to get back out into the world, or you're, I don't know, trying to lose weight or whatever. It's all an internal thing. And you have to be honest with yourself about being ready to take yeah. those steps you know that's you know and, and like i said that's with anything and it's all about i don't know having an honest conversation with yourself because like even when i go back to like grieving and things like that like they for me it reached a point that i was like you know i can't stay in this mindset forever i can't continually hold on to the fact that maybe she's gone because she's only been gone for a minute. But I have all these years to look back on of all the beautiful experiences. So why would I let this situation, as final as it may be, make me lose sight of everything that came before it? You know, and that's even with, you know, looking at, you know, COVID and the lockdown. Like it was, it was only, it was only temporary. Like it's, seem like a long time when you're in it but it really wasn't at least here like we were only in like a real lockdown type situation for like a month or so like then they had you could go back out with the mask and you could do start doing whatever yeah so it didn't seem like it seemed like a long time when they're telling you no but i'm like you know even this is gone you know pass before too long and then there's ways around that you know we you know, we FaceTime, we get on Zoom, we do whatever. Like, you still have those interactions. And then um, I kind of also have a little rebellious streak in me. So even when we were like, <laughs> here in my neighborhood, even when we were on, like, our little... So you weren't following the like, rules? Is that what you... What... <laughs> I, mean, I was bending the rules. I was, you know, I was just kidding. <laughs> but now, like, a bunch of the neighbors in my neighborhood... um. You know, we were all thrown in this situation. We're working from home and we're 
not able to do whatever. So we would have like driveway parties, you know, so we're out in our separate driveways, you know, the kids are in the yards in between sometimes. And then one guy at the top of the hill, fill up a cooler, put it on wheels, roll it down from driveway to driveway. You know what I mean? We put on music and even though we were socially distancing, you know, we were still able to, I don't know, congregate and enjoy the space of other people. And honestly, before then, I didn't even know my neighbors. Oh, wow. Like, it really, really, like, it forced us to become a community. Yeah, I love you that. Because we all, you know, we might see each other in passing and, you know, wave and all even work, but we didn't interact, you know, and now we're here. And, you know, we're getting to know that these are some really cool people to live over here and this and that. Yeah. So I feel like even, you know, even in the face of all that, you know, I gained a community. Like, I gained people that I didn't even know existed. So, like, you know, it's one of those things. Like, the opportunities are always there. You just got to be, you know, open to see it. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's powerful. How many of us don't know our neighbors? <laughs> Right. <laughs> like really though that's right, why when you right. say that i'm like wow covid actually forced you to get to to know these people you know yeah, yeah. how much was it back in the day where everyone knew everybody mm-hmm. and you were a community where you lived that was your community. Yeah. it wasn't yeah. just me my own and that's it mm-hmm. um and i i love that y'all are doing that and you had music going and, and things yeah. like that too bringing the community yeah. together. that's amazing like it, was, like it was it was really good like i enjoyed it but i like you know so when people talk about you know, the COVID and the lockdown and how negative it was for the most part, me personally, I don't have a whole lot of, I don't know, negative thoughts towards it. Like it changed my life in positive ways, you know, because it forced, I think it forced a lot of us to like, just step back and, you know, look at maybe some of the things that are more important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so let's shift gears. Let's shift gears yeah. a little bit. I want to know a little bit more about you. So when you, what was the moment for you when you first fell in love with music? Um, was it singing can, with your mom and, and, and when she was singing in church uh, and everything like that? What, what was it for you? you know, like I've always had a love for it. Like, cause like my mom was saying, uh, my dad still to this day has like a massive, massive, a record collection so i would always you know dig through those and listen to the stuff he was playing there was always something going on um but honestly what really solidified it for me um was seeing purple rain okay um and up until that point i was like i was like little little i was like five maybe um and i was spending the summer with my family in Kansas City. And uh, up until that point, I couldn't stand Prince. I thought he looked weird. I thought he sounded weird. I thought the whole thing, but it was like summer 84 and Purple Rain was the big deal. So me wanting to hang out with my older cousins who were all going to see it kind of got forced, dragged to see it. Um, and then I saw it and I'm like, it changed everything. Like I, by the end of that movie, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. Like I wanted a guitar, 
I wanted, you know, to have that impact. Cause, and I think it was that very, like, last few minutes of the movie when he goes through the Purple Rain, the I Would Die For You, the Baby I'm a Star, that succession of songs. And even at a young age, seeing the way that it touched people, you know, and that it made people feel, you know, it gave him all the adoration and all the things that, you know, you feel like you want in life. Like, I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to be able to do this and affect people in that way. Um, and then I spent probably the next three years begging my parents to buy me a guitar. <laughs> I gotta be like Prince. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on, Mama, Dad. Right, That's, right. You know, Prince is, um, I think his legend and his power is still just even shown today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think of artists like her who are, you know, yeah. she's a phenomenal guitarist and still does mm-hmm. R&B music. Yeah. Uh, you know, and really just, you know, doesn't care about staying within a, a certain genre mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. She really just blends and goes here and there. Yeah. Um, and so I I love Prince. Yeah. <laughs> when Doves Cry is like my favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and so it still it still had an impact on me, you know. And yeah. um, I think he's gonna continue impacting um generations. Yeah. And I love that, you know, you seeing that, knowing that, you know, I got to do this. I got to be and do this and impact people in this way, too. And just knowing that you had something to say. Yeah. Um, it was just yeah. that's 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 awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I followed his career and, you know, I literally became somebody who before walking in the movie theater couldn't stand him. So walking out being a diehard fan, which I was, I mean, still am to this day. But I think just the way he moved and his approach to going through life really helps inform the person I am, Um, you know, because, you know, he was really confident and content with being himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there was never a point in life that we saw, like at least from, you know, a fan perspective where he wanted to or needed to be anything other than who he was authentically. Yeah. I think that might be one of the biggest things that I took, you know, from his life and his artistry is, you know, being confident in who you are and standing on that, you know, regardless of what anybody else is doing and you will be fine. Yeah, yeah, and even um, he took that even off the stage. Yeah. There's so much he spoke about about mm-hmm. the industry. He was super honest about it. Yeah, um, and and just letting the younger generation, letting people know, like this is what it looks like, but this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's still stuff I'm coming across now of interviews he gave speaking out about it. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate him for doing that because you know it's not the glitz, the glam, and all right, these things. Right. There is this darker, darker part of it, as we were talking about, you know, with the music mm-hmm. beforehand and what's being put out there right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you get it. You get it. But yeah, that was um really, but that was the moment I feel like that I fell in love and knew that I wanted to create it. You know, I went from being a person who, you know, like, I knew I loved listening to it. You know, I loved being around it. 
What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. But that was what made me want to be a creator. All right, Definitely. so your holy your holy grail song for Prince, who is what is it? Oh my god! You can um, only choose one. I can only I know choose hard. one. Only choose one. I told you mine. When doves cry. <laughs> oh, like what's yours? <laughs> that is gonna be that is gonna be a tough one. Um. Okay, there was there was a song that he recorded back in probably the mid 90s uh didn't come out until later like it was i was also heavy on the underground bootleg scene so um i have to think about songs that the average person could actually listen to Um, but he did a song called strays of the world okay um which was on like uh record he put out like into the 90s called crystal ball but it just really uh, resonated with me from what he was saying, like the lyrics in it. Um, cause it was really about taking, you know, kind of all the, you know, the strange people, the outcasts and finding that community amongst yourselves. Like you don't have to fit in with, you know, the norm cause there's a place for us if we choose to make it. And that was really the theme of it. And I'm like, you know, that, that makes sense you know because that you know those are always been my people you know i'm you know i want you know i wanted the i don't know weird not normal like i like to think outside the box and i prefer to live there every chance i get you know and i've always sought out people that were more like-minded so to me it was just like an anthem for you know embracing your weirdness embracing your uniqueness you know and instead of trying to blend in with those who aren't you know make a community out of those who are you know but that was if you have a chance look that up i mean yeah. i might send it to you when we're done like it's, yes, it's, yes. it's a great it's a great record it's a great record um all right yeah and I mean, that might change tomorrow, but, you know, for right now, that is, my, that is my song. That is my message. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I'm definitely going to check that out. So right. definitely send that my way. All right. Will do. Yeah. No, Prince is, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to come across people who don't love him. Um, right. You know, his impacts, who he was, uh, you know, because it's, it's hard mm-hmm. to... You, if anything, even if you don't like the music, you still respect somebody who's being themselves yeah. at the end of the day. Right. Um, and I think that's something we could all, you know, all carry mm-hmm. into our lives. Um, and so I love that you're continuing that message. You got your new big single, High Anxiety. Uh, you want to talk a little bit more about that? What inspired that song and everything like that? Um, you know, really, it was... One of those songs, like, I feel like, I say a lot of times that I don't even feel like it came from me, so to speak. Um, like, I was just, you know, having one of my 
like like I said, I don't really worry about stuff too often, but I was just having a rough night. Um, and like honestly, to this point, couldn't even tell you what set it off. But it was just like a night full of emotions, and I'm like, didn't really know what to do. Like I was kind of in a very vulnerable state. Um, put the kids to bed, and you know, came down and just started playing. Like, you know, usually, you know, I've always used music as a release for therapy or whatever you want to call it. It sounds cliche, but, you know, it's always been, you know, how I put things across. Like, I mean, I may not, like, I can't say things in a normal conversation that I can say in a song. Like, I can put, you know, because I am a very, I don't know, calculated thinker at times. So I want to make sure that I'm saying things correctly, you know, so I may not verbalize things in a conversation, but give me some time alone and I'll write it. Um, and this was kind of one of those things. Like I just started playing a little bit and I had found this chord progression um, that I thought was really cool. You know, it kind of fit the mood I was in. So I chopped it up and started, you know, doing my thing with it. And the rest of it just kind of came like that. It came from the guitars to you know, building the whole thing up. And then when I sat down to write the words, it really just all flowed in like a stream of consciousness. Like I didn't really put a whole lot, any thought into it, honestly. Like I just started typing, like this is what came out. And, you know, they kind of, you know, work together like that. Yeah. Uh, You know, and it just, yeah, it just worked, but I want to say probably from start to finish, um, took me maybe two hours from initially coming up with, you know, the music to writing the lyrics, even down to recording it. Like I was, you know, done in maybe two hours. Wow. Just from start to finish. And it was one of those things, like, I just had to get it out of my system. Like it wasn't even something I had planned on sharing or doing much with. It was just like, I need to purge these emotions. Yeah. You know, so I can figure out what I'm going to do next so I can get over it and get it out of my system. Um, and then I went back and listened to it the next day and I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of, this is actually kind of cool. This is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, but then I still didn't do nothing. I sat on it for like another six months. Um, because then I'm like, well, you didn't feel it fit where you were headed at that time, or why didn't you want to move forward with um, it? I felt like it was just kind of a release, and then it was done. Yeah, like I felt like it was, you know, it was very personal. It was very personal, which I'm not against. I'm just like, I don't know. Like I felt like almost scared to share it because you know you don't want to let people in that close Yeah. sometimes. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know, maybe this is what people need to hear. So I kind of battle with that, Yeah. you know, for a little bit, you know, and then I would listen to it, you know, I'd share it with a few friends like, Hey, you know, what did, what did, what you think of this? 
you know, does it, you know, whatever. And everybody's like, oh, you know, best song I ever heard you do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, but you're, you're my friends. You're probably going to say that. You know, every new song is the best song or a great song or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it just hit a point that I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to mix it. I'm going to put it out and I'm going to see if it resonates. Um, with some somebody besides just my circle of friends and mm-hmm. you know i put together the video um you know and it just all came together so easy like it was meant to happen you know like it was meant to be done it was meant to be shared um you know and it just kind of you know, I just ran with it. Once I decided to do it, I ran with it. Um, and then the crazy thing is at the end of it, we were like finishing the video and I didn't have like a final mix of the song. Because um, I kept trying to like, you know, mix it and make it, I don't know, bigger and more grandiose and this and that. And me and the director were just sitting down one night and it was like, you know, the demo you sent me when you first played it for me was perfect. You know, it was like, it sounded like you were, you know, right there in my ear talking and yeah. it was this and that. And I'm like, you, you know, you're you're probably right. Like, I think trying to mix it and give it this gloss and give it this whatever is taken away from the impact of what it's actually saying. Yeah. So I kind of went back to how I, how I had it in the very beginning. And that's kind of where we're at. Nice. Yeah. And I I like that it was, you know, you wanted to focus more on that message and make that the forefront of it and really just strip that, strip the rest of it down. So uh, will we be able to hear some of that? Would you be able to to share a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) Acapella? Are you you up for that? Yeah, I can. I can do that. I can do that. Oh, man. Let me see. Like right now? Like. At yeah, this moment. At this, at this yeah. moment. Okay. Right. Find my center. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm talking high anxiety. Makes me question my sobriety. Like, how did we get here? But somebody lied to me. My inner monologue is battles with my demons teaming up against the scheme. And I'm just searching for the meaning. Maybe balance it a little. Feel like Moni in the middle. Love a riddle. That's my life or death. I just need a little help. Or try therapist, but I'm afraid of medicine and talking just ain't in me. My trusty fuck, forgive me. I ain't been the same since my mama died. And all the tears inside can fill an ocean. I'll be damned if I show them. I blame that on my toxic side. Because if they never see you sweat, they'll never know which way to twist a knife. I really need to work on my perspective, but I can only work with what I'm left with. So the crowd loves to watch the king fall. You dig me? I seen what they did to Britney. High anxiety. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. If like that, like oh, I. Oh, that's that's visceral. Like that, I was I was really feeling that. To be so yeah. honest with you, because it's, um, you know, I don't talk a lot about like what I face and things like that. I'm very personal, um, private yeah. person. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but I do deal with anxiety and depression and things like that. And so music, like you were saying before, um, music is such a release and I write poetry and things like that. And so I've had moments like you're saying, um, and I don't share these mm-hmm. poems, 
yeah, yeah. But where it just comes to you and it's just a stream of consciousness and i could hear mm-hmm. that you know when you're seeing that and just hear like yeah this just this just came yeah you know you probably tweak little things here and there but uh you know mm-hmm. um and definitely with Brittany and everything that's going on i've been following that <laughs> i know yeah. we're not gonna get too much into it right. but yeah <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> like wild. even that that was a big thing to me because I feel like even with all, everything she went through, but I mean, anybody, they look at Michael. I, yeah. Like they look at people having emotions or dealing with life is, I don't know, a joke or something that is not serious. I saw a meme the other night um, and it had this picture of, I think you remember a couple years back when, I think Tyrese was on Instagram live and he was dealing with the whole thing. He hadn't seen his daughter in two years and he was crying and he was having that breakdown because he missed his kid. Yeah. And everybody missed the point of that and just had fun with the memes of his crying face. Oh man. You know, and I'm like, but he's really being vulnerable with people. He's exposing his pain. Yeah. And we should be, I don't know. We, we should be doing more than just laughing at that. Like we should be embracing that. Of course. Especially as, you know, especially as a black man, you're taught not to show emotion. You Mm -hmm. know, you're taught not to cry, not to let people in. Not to be vulnerable. That's, you know, that's something I've battled, you know, my whole life, you know, because I do at times feel like I need to be, the strong one. I can't be weak. I can't ask for help. I can't let people know when these things are happening. You know, and even like I said, going back to this song, like, because it exposed that side of me, I sat on it because I wasn't comfortable releasing it. Yeah. I wasn't comfortable letting people get that close. You know, because as a society, we're told we're not supposed to let people in. We're not supposed to share these things. Yep. You know, so that was, you know, a big part of my battle, but also a major reason why I chose to release it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. Um, and I, I'm so glad that you that you did release it. That's how I found you. Um, and just hearing other people's stories, it it really helps to hear other people be vulnerable. Um, there's so much that can be learned because when you're being vulnerable, you're being honest. And right. that's the, the from that deep place, you know, and hearing your experiences, that's how we can learn from each other and really try and shift things around. Um, and I yeah. didn't see that video of Tyrese. Okay. Um, it makes sense, though, that people would act like mm-hmm. that, um, you know, and, and people that um, are in that space of life and. I guess on an elevated pedestal or something like that. Um, I think it's hard. I'm very, see, I'm a weird, I was a weird kid. I was one of those kids that would watch um, old docuseries and documentaries on famous people. Um, And I would watch it on famous people and I would watch it on serial killers because I'm very fascinated with people's minds. Mm-hmm. And the way in which they work, how their experiences have shaped them to be who they are. Yeah. And a big part of what people are lacking nowadays is empathy. And so you're looking at someone crying and, you know, people are thinking, oh, it's Tyrese. He's an actor. Maybe he's acting. Mm-hmm. And 
a lot of people in their space, I feel like, don't have you know areas where they can release themselves and truly be who they are and so you come across them on instagram now where they have this Mm -hmm. um space where they can do that and people in a way don't know how to take it because you're so used to the polished package Mm -hmm. um you know and for them where else can they share it and express it you know in a way they want to be like everybody else and everybody else gets on here and tells their feelings and shares and yeah. like, you know, why can't I, <laughs> you right. know? Um, and so that's such a shame that that happened. I know there's been many people too, that I've seen just different things and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think promoting this positivity um, and promoting a, a safe place where people can share and can be open. Um, and music is such a big thing. Um, that allows that space, that allows for us to have these kind of conversations and to go deeper. Um, You know, music is something I truly honestly believe it's seriously saved my life in a way. You know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. on the verge of of completely taking my life, but it has created a whole new life for me Um, and not staying stuck in where I was before. Right, Um, right. Having people to connect to and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you are feeling alone. Yeah. You know, so I know that there are people who relate to you um, for that as well. Yeah, you know, that's that's what I hope. Like to me, like at this at this stage of my life, at this stage of my career. That is what I consider success. Um, Being able to. I don't know, share with people and, you know, make them feel something, let them know that whatever the experience is, they're not alone. Um, you know, that we all, you know, go through it. Like I've had so many people reach out to me after like that song and the video and stuff came out, you know, telling me about their, you know, battles with this and their things in this. And, you know, ultimately that is what I've always done it for. Like I wanted to impact people and be that voice. Um, you know, and I spent like a lot of times, you know, when I was younger and, you know, trying to chase different things, you know, different forms of success, different forms, whatever. But none of it was really fulfilling. None of it, like, it was all trivial. You know, it was all whatever. But like I said, just the responses I've got from, you know, one, me being able to put that part of myself out there and two, being able to know that it's meant something to different people is like that it takes me all the way back to sitting in that movie theater watching the reactions on the screen to purple rain and that connection and it's like it in a weird way doing this song has got me back to the core of why i even wanted to make music in the first place that's amazing you know i can you know, I have like really no complaints. Like I'm, I'm excited that I was, you know, able to let it go and see that it meant something to people, just like it meant something to me. Yeah, and you're living in your truth, you know, yeah. and your purpose, and that is always going to inspire other people to do the same. And I love that it's this full circle moment that you can look back and see, you know, what I'm on the yeah. right track and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's yeah. that's wonderful. Definitely. That is that is what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Like I think my mom will be proud. So Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. I think so too. I've met her. She sounds like an awesome lady. But yeah, yeah. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so there is another question I have for you. Um, right. I think I know the answer, but I still want to know what is one word uh, that describes where you're at in your life right now. Huh? Like peace. Peace. Like I am at a point now where I can say I'm almost completely at peace, you know, with life, with where things are headed, where things are headed with, you know, everything. Like, you know, I feel like life is, life is good. You know, like I've, yeah, you know, survived every storm that's ever come my way and I've come out you know, a better person. Like my, my family is good. My, you know, I'm in a position like even work-wise where I can, you know, still be myself and help people and educate people. And, you know, I mean, be compensated for that. I like that part too. Cause I mean, <laughs> my kids like stuff. So I got to make sure that I can get them the stuff. Oh yeah. You know, but <laughs> it's even one of those things that no matter how selfish I want to be in work, the only way I can do that is by helping other people. You know, I can't go out and make a paycheck if I'm not impacting somebody else's life in a positive way. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I can't even look at that from a selfish perspective because in order for me to do that, I have to do this. You know, I feel like my music is touching people in a way that it never has before, you know, reaching new places, you know, like I'm really, really at a place of peace and I can never be mad at that. Yeah. I love that. I I really do. Wow. I could keep talking to you all day. (laughs) You have been such a delight, such a treat. You have so much wisdom and knowledge to share with people. Um, it's just, it's amazing. So uh, how about you share how people can follow and stay connected with you? Um, I'm on pretty much everywhere. Like, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all Flames, P-F-L-A-M-E-S. Um, and where did you get me. that name from? Is that a nickname? Is that what you had? Yeah, like it started out like my friends, when I was little, you know, they'd call me JP. Um, when I got up, to you know like being a teenager and producing um and this was probably like in the early probably like mid late 90s i guess um when there was like the whole johnny blaze method man movement this and that and you know one of my best buddies would always be like you know my you know your beats are flames your you know this and that and it became this james flames thing to kind of piggyback off the Johnny Blaze thing, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah. But I did that for a brief period and people would really run up to me yelling out James. And I'm having no idea who they're talking to. Cause I'm like, I'm Justin, I'm not James, who you confused me with. And they're like, oh, you know, flames or whatever, whatever. So I just like I just shortened it to flames, you know, I do hot music this and that we'll keep it there um there's like really no cool story with it it was just 
I got tired of being called James. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think JP was already taken. So I'm like, all right, let me just do this. Let me just do this. Let me just be Pete Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it gave me like, it gave me an alter ego to hide behind as well. Everybody. Yeah. Every good superhero needs an alter ego. So. All right. Superhero, not villain. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> indeed indeed so yeah that's that's kind of where that's kind of where it came from nice and, yeah yeah like and i've been running with that for years now like it's yeah it's crazy like it it got so bad though that at one point um so many people had referred to me by that um that it was weird to me when i would see people who would still call me by my real name because that was just how everybody knew me. Everybody just knew it was flames. And it was this and that. And I'm like, I remember being out, I don't know, at a bar one night or something like that and running into somebody I hadn't seen since like junior high. And they were yelling Justin across the room. And I don't, I'm not even thinking to look up because I'm like, ain't nobody talking to me. Yeah. Running over yelling Justin. And it finally hits me that, you know, okay, we haven't connected in this many years. You know, he's still you know, what caused me that. And I'm like, yeah. That's how I knew. It's like we, yeah. I'm like, we, the same person, but sometimes I feel like separate people at the same time. But, you know, so like, yeah, it, it's crazy. Even sometimes my kids will call me that. So I'm like, all right. You know, but then they've just heard other people. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's never a dull moment. I bet, yeah. No, it's this has been an exciting conversation, so I can only imagine. <laughs> I think I might. Well, my alter ego is Al. That's like my nickname. Okay. Oh, okay. that's my nickname nice. that some people have called me because people wanted to call me because um, I play sports. And so Alicia oh, okay. is short, but it has like three syllables. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And so um, people want to call me Allie and I was like oh, I knew people who were called Allie that did not resonate with me at all like <laughs> yeah. no thank you um so people call me out and I was like I like that that's cool yeah. <laughs> so I just keep I just continue saying that because like whatever yeah. right. <laughs> I think it's I think it's kind of cool you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah we, we I think we all need that we all I am totally not opposed to having an alter ego like it it works it works yeah. Makes life more interesting. Oh, for sure. Definitely. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and for speaking with me. I really enjoyed speaking with you and just learning more about your journey and you know, just learning so much from you, honestly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've had I've had a lot of fun. This has been this has been cool. Thank you so much for listening. Also make sure to share this episode with any music lover who needs to hear it and follow the Mindful Rockstar show. Hope you have a great week. Talk with you later. Bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today.